You're listening to the Reynolds Hotbox. 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 The Reynolds Hotbox. Welcome to the Reynolds Hotbox. This is the Wolfpack Sports Desk. I'm your host, Sam Berg, and today I am joined by my co-host, Amanda Duran. Hello, hello. Jake Klinger. Hello. And Jack Saban. What up? And we got a great episode for you guys today. So when we last recorded our podcast a couple weeks ago, we were talking about the upcoming basketball games and the Super Bowl, the biggest game of the year. And we weren't able to talk about it last week, so we wanted to briefly uh, cover it in this episode. So I think remembering back, I think Amanda and I were both on the Chiefs side. Jake and Jack were both on the Eagles side. And it was a hell of a game. You know, nearly 80 points combined, but when it ended... It was 38-35 in favor of the Chiefs. So just really briefly, I want to get some quick reactions for everyone, and I don't think there's anyone more appropriate to start with than Mr. Jack Saban, the Eagles fan himself. So, Jack, that had to be a tough loss for you, man. Yeah, I'm still sick. Uh, still hurts waking up, realizing we didn't quite pull that one off. It was a hard-fought game. Our boys fought well, fought hard, came down to a very questionable holding call that I still vehemently disagree with you know I'll acknowledge my biases as a fan but I still think that was a weak call and I don't think you can end the Super Bowl on that kind of play but you know credit to the Chiefs they came out in the second half Andy Reid made those second half adjustments and they were just a much better team in the second half it was clear to see Eagles made too many mental mistakes and it ended up costing them in the end and it still very much stings now Jake you were also on the Eagles side how are you feeling you know, I was completely wrong about literally everything. I said it was going to be a low-scoring game, and it was the opposite. I thought <laughs> Jalen, the... I thought Jalen Hurst was going to struggle, and he proved me wrong. And uh, I thought I thought the Eagles' defense was going to show out, and did they not. did not. They got played off the field. So, um, props to Patrick Mahomes. The guy is amazing. Um, the next goat, in my opinion. But I don't know. Uh, Congrats to the Chiefs, and I think the Eagles will be back with Jalen Hurts someday. So. It, it's pretty hard to disagree that Mahomes is now starting to itch into that GOAT tier of quarterbacks. So, Amanda, you were on the Chiefs' side. So what was your reaction to the game? And, yeah, just how how I mean, was it? I'm just glad it was a good game. Like, Absolutely. I wasn't bored at all. It was, you know, not a blowout, which, you know, it has been a couple times in the past years. So this was a good game. Um, going in, I was I think the Chiefs had a little bit stronger of a chance of winning and you know it was nice to see that they were able to pull it out although towards the end with that that holding call definitely definitely a questionable call I mean I was sad to see it end that way I don't like to see football games end on like oh we're gonna you know run out the clock like to me I just don't like to see games end that way because you're not playing the sport anymore you're just playing chess or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it was it was a good game. Congrats to the Chiefs. And, you know, hopefully the Eagles are, you know, making it far next year too. Yeah, I mean, that that both teams are set up to be right back at the Super Bowl next year. Both Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts played amazing games. Obviously, I definitely agree. I don't like the, that it ended on a holding call, which was incredibly questionable. And, um, you know, I'm – I'm glad I'm like you said I'm glad it was a great game nearly 80 points combined both teams are going to be very very much back in the mix and Travis Kelsey ends up winning the the Kelsey Bowl. And so. yeah. Um, <laughs> that like new grass I don't know if you guys heard about they were like 
They had, yeah, they had this people grass slipped. that they were like right. curating and developing for like years, and they were claiming it was supposed to be like the best grass ever. Yeah, that was... I'm drawing a blank on the name, but they need to get rid of that because that was. It was just weird. It was horrible on both sides. Like both teams were talking about just how horrible it was, and even watching the game, it was like nobody could get a solid footing. And correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't there some player that said he, like, had to change his no, cleats? The entire, like, Eagles did, yeah. did. Like, they they showed a picture. At first, like, Jalen Hurts switched his cleats after the first quarter. And then by halftime, they showed a picture. There was just a mountain of Eagles cleats. Because, like, basically every player had switched out their cleats because of how bad the, the that new grass was that they were using. Yeah, great job, NFL, creating a playing surface that all your players would love, and that way they're not going through three pairs of shoes in a single game, especially in the biggest game of the year. Now with that, we're going to transition to UNR Sports, because that's what we're all about. This is the Wolfpack Sports Desk, for crying out loud. And we want to talk about the men's basketball team, and they've had a phenomenal season. They've been undefeated at home, and now they're even pushing to be part of the March Madness Tournament. On ESPN a couple days ago, they were predicting that uh, the Wolfpack would be around like the 11th seed in the South Division, and it's been really nice. Apart from Saturday, where they went to Utah State, and they, they were off to an amazing start, and then the wheels completely fell off. They ended up taking the loss. So, Amanda, I want to turn it over to you, because like they were off to an amazing start. Will Baker had one of the greatest starts that I think anyone in the school's history has had to a game, and then it just fell apart. So what what the heck happened? You know, like, that, that's a good question because I think Will Baker, not only did he have an amazing start in UNR history, he had an amazing start in NCAA basketball history. Period. He came out and he had – he scored the first 22 points of the game for Nevada by himself. 22 points up on the board, and the only person on the scoreboard is Will Baker. I mean, that's just – it's incredible to see something like that. But, you know, he also shouldn't have been the one making all those shots. Like, it's a great start for him. Really, congrats, Will Baker. But, you know, wh- where was the rest of the team? And that's where I think they kind of fell out. So the game ended 66-75 Utah State. In the first half, um, at the end of the first half, Nevada was leading 47-32. to But in the second half, Nevada only scored 19 points, while Utah State scored 43 points. So they just kind of slowed down, and it just seemed, at least for me watching the second half, like they, Nevada wasn't making the shots they should have, uh, at least for some of their players. Some of them are doing well. Like, again, Will Baker won an amazing start. But eventually, you know, a guy like that, you come out so hot, sometimes you slow down. You know, the rest of the team's got to be there to help you out. Yeah, it's kind of hard to win. You have one guy trying to carry five guys plus the bench on your shoulders, even though – Will Baker probably could because of how freakishly tall that man is. Oh, yeah. But, you know, he can only do so much with one man. But the Wolfpack will be coming back home tonight for a game against San Jose State. So I want to turn it over to you, Jake. So what needs to happen tonight for the Wolfpack so another collapse doesn't happen like it did on Saturday against Utah? I think there just needs to be more team basketball overall. You know, I think, like Amanda mentioned, Will Baker took over. But you can't you can't expect him to take over every game the entire game, you know. He needs more help from from the rest of that team, you know. Uh, a big part of that roster is Jared Lucas, and he just didn't have that great of a game, unfortunately. And you know he the team needs him to step up they, as well as the other guys, you know. Uh, it's great that Will Baker's having this having these great games, but he can't do everything by himself. 
although he is so tall. But, uh, yeah, and I also think they just got overconfident. You know, giving up a 10-0 run in the, in the, to start the second half, you're just not going to win many games like that. So I think they just got to – they needed to keep playing like they played in the first half or in the beginning of the first half at least. And, and uh, I don't think that out, outcome would have happened. So they just need to play consistently well and play more team basketball, in my uh, opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, when you, ha- when you have uh, Jared Lucas, who is arguably the best player on that team, and he's barely contributing, that's, I mean, you know it's, it's going to be a bit of a rough game. So we're, we're hoping that, like you said, it's more of a team game, a more balanced game. And so, Jack, um, you know, this not only for just record implications, but seeding implications for March Madness, this is a huge game for them. So tell me a little bit about the importance of this game. And also the fact that it's, you know, their second to last home game of the year. Yeah, well, you know, we're getting towards the end of February and we're getting towards March. And as any college basketball fan knows, that's the start of March Madness, which is arguably the best time of the year for us college basketball fanatics. And so, yeah, you know, you bring up a good point where we're kind of at the point now where all these games kind of mean something and have implications on seeding. I was checking today on the Joe Lenardi bracketology. He just updated it earlier this morning and you and our as of right now as you mentioned was sitting as an 11 seed in the south which would have us playing uh, um tcu as of right now is who we would be going against which would be a good matchup but i think right now sitting at that 11 seed isn't honestly the worst because if you get that eight or nine seed you're set to play whoever the one seed is assuming they beat the 16 seed so it wouldn't be the worst thing for them to you know, stay in that 11-10 range and you either play the 2 or 3 team, which still isn't ideal, but you avoid having to play who would be Alabama right now. But yeah, UNR just needs to finish this season off strong. It'd be really unlikely for them to not end up making the tournament. As an 11 seed right now, they would have to absolutely collapse and like lose these next two games versus Fresno and UNLV and then completely choke in the Mountain West tournament, but... I think there's still a lot to be excited for for this Wolfpack team. Looking like they're going to be in the tournament, and at the end of the day, that's all us fans can ask for is just getting to watch our team in March Madness. Absolutely. I mean, seating aside, just getting to watch your team play on the big stage is pretty much all the fans want to ask for. Obviously, you want to be the higher seed, but you bring up a great point with, you know, if you you happen to be the eighth seed, then you are lined up to face, you know, the higher seed. If they end up beating the 16th seed, let's hope for an upset. But um, yeah, that's a great point, and we'll have to see how the how the chips and how the chips fall. And so we're gonna take a quick break to get a word from our sponsor. But when we come back, we're gonna talk about some new sports that we haven't featured on the show. The baseball and softball seasons are underway, and we're gonna tell you all about them right after the break. Don't go anywhere. Welcome. Hello. We are the Reynolds Media Lab. Media Lab podcast. Client services. Special projects. Documentaries. We are a production center at, at the, the Reynolds, Reynolds School, School of, of Journalism. Journalism. The Reynolds Media Lab. Media Lab. Media Lab. Welcome back. You are listening to the Wolfpack Sports Desk for the Reynolds Hotbox. I'm your host, Sam Berg, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Amanda Duran, Jake Klinger, and Jack Sabin. And in the first half, we were talking about the Super Bowl and previewing tonight's game against San Jose State. But now we're going to transition to some more unappreciated athletes we got on campus, and that is our baseball and softball teams. So just right away, I want to turn it over to you, Jack. 
tell tell me a little bit about how the baseball season's going so far, and who are some players for Wolfpack fans to keep an eye out for? Well, you know, the baseball season for the men haven't, oh, excuse me, hasn't gotten off to the best start. We had a series against Al- Albaline Christian, a little four-game series, or a little, yeah, four-game series to start off the season, and it did not go as planned as we only took one of those three games. As we now sit at one and three, and it seems like, I know we're early on in the season, but kind of based on last season, too, it seems like pitching is going to be a big area of potential concern for this Wolfpack team. In the four games, they've given up five, five, seven, and seven runs, so they've yet to give up under five runs in a game so far. And, you know, we have three relievers right now with an ERA over 10, and it's just that's really not going to get the job done. The offense does, kind of like last season, leave something to be excited about. Guys like Henry Stramecki hitting hitting 375 right now with a 1,200 OPS. Jeff Bowser also hitting 375 with almost with almost 1,000 OPS. So there are guys on this offense that, you know, give you something to maybe have hope for. It's just going to be a matter of if this pitching can stay strong over the course of the year. Absolutely. You know, there, there's a, you look at a lot of the ma- the major league teams and a bunch of teams who make it far are carried on their pitching. So if that if that starts clicking and their offense stays the way that it has been and also was last year, I think the baseball team's going to be in really good shape. Now, I do want to transition to over to the softball team who is off to a crazy hot start, already winning half as many games already as they did all of last year. So, Jake, uh, tell tell me what has been their keys to success so far and how can they kind of keep the ball rolling? Well, unlike the baseball team, their pitching is actually pretty good. Um, they've only allowed five runs uh, once. Everything else has been shutout, shutout, shutout. Two runs, one, you know. It's it's a very consistent, c- consistently strong pitching performance, you know, from uh, from Tyler, Tyra Clary, who I went to high school with, actually, which is pretty cool, and Blake Kraft. It's it's an amazing uh, lineup right there, and then you have some some great hitters, uh, Madison Clark, you know, with an average uh, um, over fifty five average hitting, you know, it's it's awesome. You have a lot of strong uh, players on this team, both hitting and pitching. Already nine and one, I I could see this team doing a lot of big things in the future. When you got that well-rounded team, it's pretty easy to see where those wins start piling up. Nine and one to start, crazy good. Hope they keep it going. Now, Amanda, looking at both of these teams so far this year and comparing them to last year, where are like the biggest signs of improvement? And looking ahead at the schedules, um, how are the teams looking for the upcoming stretch of games? Yeah, so, I mean, the baseball team last season, they did pretty well. They went 29-26, which isn't too bad, and that was their overall. For the conference, they went 18-12. and Now, neither of the teams, neither baseball or softball, has played any conference games, but right now, baseball overall is at 1-3. and So, I mean, it's early in the season. A lot can change. They definitely need to just... You just keep practicing, <laughs> keep getting out there, and you know, seeing seeing what can happen. Their next game, uh, they're actually going to head to Riverside, California, to play Cal Baptist University on Thursday. So it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Um, and then we will be, um, yeah, I don't know when our home game is, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't know when the first home game is right now, yeah, I but think, that's. Um, it was I'm just looking at it. I think it's versus Hofstra. Yeah. Yes, at Hofstra. Yes, versus Hofstra. That's March. what it is. March third versus Hofstra. That's the first home game 
here at Don Weirfield um, in Bacoli Park. As for the softball team, I mean, they are doing pretty well compared to last season. So last season, overall, they were 17-35 and 35 and 7-17 seven and 17 in the conference. So, I mean, again, they won 17 games last season. This year, they've already won 9. They're 9-1. Nine and one. No conference games yet, but, like, that's, that's a strong start to have, you know, over half the wins that you had last season. They're off to a good, strong start. It'll be interesting for both teams once we get to conference play to see how they rank – and stand up against everyone else in the Mountain West Division. But for now, they're definitely something to keep an eye on because it's just so early in the season. Right. I mean, yeah, they're off to such an amazing start, even if it's not against the conference. You're still building up those wins. You're racking up the placements still. And it it's just so awesome to see teams like that. And then talking about the basketball teams, when those teams are clicking, it is so fun to watch as a fan. And it just keeps, yeah, just keeps the fans engaged, keeps the everyone rooting for them. And we're hoping that the baseball team can get up to that level because we know they've got the talent to do so. Just got to lock in that pitching a little bit, and we're going to be doing just fine. And with that, that's where we'll wrap it up today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to check us out on all of our social media, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, all at The Reynolds Sandbox. And be sure to check out all of our podcasts on The Reynolds Hotbox. This has been the Wolfpack Sports Desk. For Amanda Duran, Jake Klinger, and Jack Sabin, I'm Sam Berg signing off. We'll see you guys next time.